We are live. Welcome to episode 20 of the High Slot Podcast. I'm here today, as always, with the boys, Bob Deuce, Snipsky, our behind-the-scenes guy, Jay Butts. How you doing? And myself, Andrew Coco Curry. What's going on, boys? Uh, just another uh, just another week, man. Playoffs. Got some disheartening news with the Bruins. We'll, t- we'll touch on that. But tough, tough time to be a Bruins yeah, fan. Tough time to be a Bruins fan, for sure. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. How about you, Vinny? Uh, you know, same shit, different day. Just chilling, like Bob said, tough Bruins news. Ready to get into it. Yeah, I know we're a hockey podcast, but we're all a bunch of golf guys. And there's been some hot news in the world of golf. I know we ain't no uh, scramble podcast, but... I think it's worth talking about. The uh, Saudi-backed golf league is uh, taking a bunch of the PGA Tour guys. Like they got Phil Mickelson, Louis Oosthuizen, Kevin Na, Dustin Johnson, and then now Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau all joining the, was it, the LIV? It's like the yeah. Ro- Roman numeral. So I don't know if it's going to be called like League 54 or what. But I think they call it the, the Live. I think they actually pronounce it. The Live? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, what's your guys' thoughts on the on – the, uh, Guys leaving the tour for the Saudi league. I mean, I heard a lot of animosity towards the PGA tour. A lot of people are, are like unhappy with it. A lot of the players are. It's the way it's ran, I guess. Uh, Phil Mickelson obviously was very vocal about that, and that's why he was no longer with the PGA tour for a little bit. But uh, I mean, dude, they're paying. Do you see what DJ got? Oh yeah, like one fifty mil. Yeah, dude, chase that bag. Yeah. <laughs> chase that bag. Fuck the PGA tour. And, man. You and me? I would hit. I would go there in an <laughs> yeah. instant. Yeah, I guess like the last place, if you finish in last place, don't make the cut, you get 120K. Like in the PGA Tour, goose. You get nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Yo, that second place money for Louis, though. Every time he comes <laughs> yeah. in second, he's actually, making, he's actually making a lot of money. I mean, I wasn't shocked when he was like one of the first people to be like, yeah, I'm joining. Yeah. yeah it's like, I can't win on the tour, so like, might as well join this league. You guys I can hear, at least make a bag. What was it? Sergio, a couple of weeks ago, he's like, was trying to find his ball and like the PGA was giving him a hard time about it. And then he goes off. He's like, I can't wait to go fucking play. Yeah, over he left it. too, right? He's like, Sergio. I can't wait to be out of here, out of this league in a couple of weeks. Like, and they caught him on a hot mic, too. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. Look at him now. I mean, yeah, the whole thing's a money grab, but, I mean, I don't blame these guys, too. I'd be doing the same thing. That's so get, much money, to get dude. paid. Get paid either way. You don't make the cut. Make, like, 100K. <laughs> Golf, <laughs> hands down, has got to be the best sport to be a professional in. Like, oh, yeah. it's, like, the least toll in your body. Like, you're out in, like, the sun, sunshine all day, traveling the world, like, just striping out there. Like, can't beat that. Yeah, when you walk off the course, like there's gonna be hot women everywhere. You're gonna be in like, Florida, Cali, yeah, I mean, like. I mean, every guy's got a hot wife, so I mean, yeah. they must be doing something right. And some of those guys are ugly bags. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, I was looking, and one of their events are are in Boston this year. Oh, really? Yeah, we should you try. Know where? And, what uh, the live? I yeah, it's at um where the U.S. Open is, Brooklyn. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the country, country club. club. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, so I thought you were gonna say presidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've been <laughs> actually, presidents go off with Ponca Pog, actually. Yeah, oh, <laughs> strawberry, <geez>. strawberry valley. <laughs> I'm gonna become a member there. <laughs> but yeah, hot news in the world of golf. I mean, I'm gonna tune in. How can you not? <laughs> oh, 100 percent, dude. They got like the high end talent, like DeChambeau hitting absolute bombs. I love DJ. He's one of my favorite guys. The watch and uh, I was surprised DJ went. I mean, dude, that much money. Yeah, it's it's tough to pass. He's down. making more money than Tiger's ever made in his entire career on one deal. That's nuts. Crazy. Yeah, he's got to change his uh, Instagram handle from D Johnson PGA now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> D Johnson live. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, we're not gonna get too in depth with it. I mean, we'll leave that for the scramble pod. But yeah, I just thought it was something we're talking about. A lot of uh, a lot of controversy in the world of golf right now. All right. 
Before we jump in the, stu- uh, the hockey talk today, we got a quick ad from our sponsor here, Hedge Better Studios. So we're in the studio here today, thanks to our producer, Hedge Better Technologies. The Hedge Better sports betting platform is a revolutionary concept that creates a competitive advantage for every party involved in the sports betting process. They're putting the odds in your hands, cutting out the middleman, and empowering a future generation of sports bettors. This sports betting platform is coming soon in 2023, but if you want to get early access, be sure to go check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. All right, before we jump into some playoff talk today, why don't we talk about some news around the world of the NHL, specifically uh, involving the Boston Bruins. A uh, lot of negative news, but let's start with the positives. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, Bruins captain, won his record-setting fifth straight or fifth career, sorry, Frank Selk Trophy as the league's top defensive forward. What's your boys' thoughts on Bergie taking home another Selk Trophy? Yeah, just another uh, reason why he's one of the best centers in our generation. They're gonna call it the Bergeron Trophy soon. I'm pretty sure. Like, what the most Selkie trophies now? Like, so yeah, he's an absolute beast, man. And hopefully, hopefully, he's healthy enough to make a return. What do you think, Vinny? Yeah, pretty much what you said. Uh, Bergeron, absolute legend. Uh, he doesn't have to come back. Five Selkies, a cup. Hell of a career with the Bruins, captain. He just got his elbow surgery, so we don't know. Like That might be a sign he comes back. But, yeah, hell of a career. So. Yeah, he's been a finalist for the Selkie 11 years in a row. <laughs> That's nuts. 11 straight years. He's now won it five times. He beat out Calgary's Elias Lindholm and Florida's um, Barkov, and he received 160 out of the 195 first-place votes. He appeared on all but one ballot. Who's that one guy leaving Bergey off the ballot? Dan Shaughnessy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably Dan Shaughnessy. He's a fucking prick. <laughs> like, that guy's got to be absolutely out to lunch. Shouldn't have a job as a, a hockey writer if you're leaving Bergeron off your ballot for the Southie. Like, who are you putting in over him? No idea. It's absolutely absurd. But he's got he's he might be the all time best two way forward that the league's ever seen. Oh yeah. Hands down. He's he's actually paved the way for a lot of guys like that. I mean, like for this generation at least. Like he just goes out there, like full two hundred foot game, like eats pucks, almost lost an eye in the playoffs this year, just being an absolute animal. And yeah, he just he just doesn't give a shit about his body when it comes down to like winning games. He 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 puts his body on the line. He's a definition of that. Yeah, true leader, true grit. I mean, I know it's a defensive forward award, but the guy still puts up offensive numbers year after year. I mean, there's no yeah, there's, there's no weakness in his game. <laughs> Absolutely not. He can do it all. Yeah, unbelievable in the face-off circle, too. You can't beat him. Yeah, year after year, he's like top face-off guy in the league. It's like him and Crosby always up there. Just Yeah, he's always in the right position, too. You know, just can't can't beat him yeah true lead by example guy i mean just every, everything you can ask for in a player truly appreciate patrice bergeron and you know the mark he's made in this bruins organization for the past you know what 18 years i think he's been here yeah yeah something like that just about yeah since he was 18 so i mean he, he's gonna be missed uh if, if he decides to not come back this year um i mean it, I don't, I don't he's, he's irreplaceable yeah, bottom he is. line is he, you can't replace a guy like bergeron he's you know, once-in-a-lifetime talent. So that's really the only positive news about the Bruins as of late. Why don't we talk about the current state of the Boston Bruins, which, if I had to describe it, it's a flaming bag of dog shit on your front doorstep. That's what the Bruins are right now. So 
In the latest news, the Bruins decided after six seasons um, and six playoff appearances, one Stanley Cup Finals appearance, um, to fire head coach Bruce Cassidy. Boys, we kind of saw the writing on the wall here. They need a scapegoat. They decide to turn to Bruce as that. So what's your boys' thoughts on the official firing? Just like you said, it's an absolute scapegoat. It's embarrassing. It's a joke. Bruce Cassidy did not deserve to get fired. Don Sweeney deserved to absolutely get his ass booted out of the door. And it's kind of a shame that Cam Neely's letting this happen. I Like, he's beloved by every single Boston Bruin fan for what he's done for the organization. But right now, he's just letting it burn to the ground and letting Don Sweeney just keep on just doing Don Sweeney things. And it's what I heard is that Bruce Cassidy was too hard on the players. Boo fucking who? Boo who? What are you going to bring in a guy that's, oh, oh safe space. Be, like, we want a soft, soft-spoken fucking coach. Pillsbury Doughboy. Bunch of, like, what is this, a snowflake fucking organization now? Like, we're supposed to be the big bag Bruins. And you, and you, and you like, like, what, Jake DeBrus is afraid to get yelled at about not backtracking, not getting the corners. He's going to cry to his dad about it. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Don Sweeney, you know you fucked up drafting Jake DeBrus. And you just won't admit it. That's why you dra- you um you fired Bruce Cassidy because you want another coach that can coddle Jake DeBrus and all the other players. What do you think, Vinny? Uh it's it's sad to see uh, such a great coach get scapegoated like that. Six straight playoffs, uh, six uh, six straight playoff appearances. Never miss the playoffs with them. Uh, Sweeney just bad personnel decisions. Just. Can't get it together. All star in 2015. Even though they like don't want to like put the blame on Sweeney for that, he still is the GM at the time. It's just it's just unbelievable. Can't it just can't happen. Like it's just in any other sport, they clean house and just say, oh, that's it. Like we got to get a new GM, head coach. But no, the Bruins, the owners. They don't care. They're checked out. They don't live around here. They're not plugged in with the fans. They don't care. They're like, oh, that's fine. We'll do another Harry Sinden. Keep them in the front office. Blame the coach. Don't take any accountability. Get get crap groceries for the coach to, you know, mix, uh, cook with in the kitchen. And yeah, it's 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 very sad and disappointing. Yeah, it, it really, it truly is. I, I would have been fine with the Bruce firing if Sweeney went with them. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Like, you're cleaning house, you're starting over. But unfortunately, Cam Neely and Sweeney are, are in bed together. They're freaking butt buddies. So, of course, Sweeney's going to stick around. I mean, you, you look at everything that's gone wrong, and nothing <laughs> has to do with Bruce Cassidy. You nothing. let you let Tory Krug walk. You let mm-hmm. David Krejci walk yep. and go back home because you don't want to pay these guys, right? And then they've been guys who have produced for, you know, year after year for this organization. But you're just going to decide to just let them go because you, you think that with the guys you drafted, they're going to work out. But guess what? They didn't work out. None of them did. I mean, couldn't tell you the last good draft pick we have besides, you know, Charlie McAvoy, which was a shoe-in. It was like a top five pick. Um, but it, it just sucks. I mean, Bruce did everything he was asked to do. I mean, you look at the team this year. What, you're going to be disappointed they lost in seven to Carolina? I think, if anything, the Bruins overachieved this season. Oh, I 100%. Mean, you look at that roster, it wasn't anything special besides your top guns, you know, Bergie, Marshawn, Pasta. They produced, obviously, but then, like, you really, you go down the line, there's not many other guys that were, you know, you know, holding their weight. And, and Bruce did what he did. Like Bob was saying all year, he was like a mixologist up there, you know, c- cooking it up 
in the kitchen, you know, you know, mixing up the lines, shuffling up the lines, making it work. And, and if it, I give him all the credit for how far we even went this year and for taking Carolina seven games because I think, you know, looking at the two teams on paper, they should probably taken care of us in five or six. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, I was surprised they went seven, and I 100% agree with you. Bruce is the reason why we even took them to the, to the limit. We took Carolina to the distance. And the other thing I want to touch on, too, is that our ownership is absent. We have an absent ownership. The Jacobs family, they're a big problem with that, too, because they're not saying shit to Cam Neely or to, or to Don Sweeney. They're the only two uh, – they're the only um, people in our organization that can fire these two clowns. And they're just nowhere to be found. Not even one – probably one, like, statement from the Jacobs family about what happened or what's going mm-hmm. on. And it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute – you should be embarrassed as a Bruins fan because we went from contenders – absolute pretenders we're, we're literally what like maybe like make first round and like get bounced because like the like the Jacobs family like me and Vinny were talking about this all week they all they care about is making playoffs because like they like uh. to play off money they don't give a shit about the fans they don't they don't give a fuck about what you guys want as fans no. like they, they they all they want is the playoff money like first round whatever they're, they're okay with that they don't want to make yeah a couple uh, home games yeah they, they yeah, a couple home games it. like rake in the playoff merchandise like you guys buying like 17 dollar beers you get yeah, waffle no off of that yeah. and and then like they don't care about second round like third like even making the stanley cup final it's embarrassing and as of right now like as a bruins fan dude like i don't even know what to fucking do because bergeron question mark like question mark on pasta maybe getting traded because we can't fucking afford him and he's unhappy because obviously like what what do you expect like with like the drafting and everything and like everything how's everything's getting handled in the front office so it's it's bad tank tank for bedard baby it's that time the the rebuild is very 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 close i think it's a lot closer than anyone thinks and like don't don't let this go over your head but brad marshall double hip surgery at what 34 years old yeah that's that's, no bueno (laughs) no bueno who knows if he comes back 100 percent like uh because that's that's huge like he's not a big guy either uh i also i heard this nugget like since 2017 we have zero prospects that have been up for the Bruins playing since like Charlie McAvoy came up. So like that's that's incriminating the uh, like the farm league we have like and they want to I heard, also heard they want to in, interview Jay Leach who was that Providence Bruins coach for like a couple years and he's he went to the crack and assistant coach now they want him as a coach thinking oh it'll be different if we have a millennial more positive mind up there but this guy was also trying to develop guys to go up to develop Don Sweeney's prospects and he failed obviously because we haven't had a, a drafted prospect up in the NHL playing consistently since Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, and before that, it was David Poshmark back in 2014. That wasn't even Sweeney. That was Shirelli. Yeah. It just sucks that the front office is just a bunch of greedy pricks is what it comes down to. Like you said, like they're content with making the playoffs and you know, just getting bounced first round, You know, get a couple extra sales in there from some from, from home playoff games, like things like that. Like you said, like friggin' twenty dollar beers, like they're gonna be fine. They're gonna make their money. Oh yeah. Like they they don't care about winning a cup and being a su- successful team, which sucks because you know the Boston fan base are, are diehard, right? And we expect to win year after year, or at least be in it. And it, it doesn't look like that's gonna happen for you know a while at least. You know until a serious rebuild comes in and things really get shaken up. I mean, just the current state is an absolute disaster. You got these David Pasternak trade rumors now. 
even if he doesn't get traded, he's 100% gone after this year. Oh, yeah. His contract's yeah. up. He ain't re-signing. He, he saw his his two best buds were yep. Tory Krug, who mm-hmm. they let go, mm-hmm. and David Krejci, who they let go back to check. And he saw two of his best buds go. So clearly, he's upset with you know the front office and the management. And now he sees that they're bringing this clown Sweeney back. No chance he's coming back. You know, and they're not. They're gonna lowball him too. Like he's getting paid what I think almost seven mil now. He deserves like eight, nine, ten. What uh, pasta? Yeah, oh, they're yeah. saying ten and a half. Yeah, 10, yeah. yeah. minimum. Yeah. Like, Right. I mean, th- there was a snippet a long time ago. He said, I-, I don't play hockey for the money. But I mean, at a certain point, when you start getting yeah. screwed, <laughs> once you start getting screwed by the front office, then and you're unhappy, that's when you're going to start saying, oh, I want more. I want more. Yeah. Once he's getting mad, like he might be r- r- real about that, but he just doesn't want to be here, maybe. Yeah, because like. If Pasta leaves, like, who else are we going to build around, like, offensively? I know we're going to build around McAvoy. We already started doing that with home and everything and whatever. But when Pasta's gone, like, who the fuck is going to score goals for us? Uh, Jake DeBrus? Trent Frederick. Yeah, put Frederick on the front. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, like, what is going on? Because, like, I mean, Charlie Coyle shows he can – he has some offensive like, production, but he's he gets in the corners. He, he does, it's not really his game. Like, he can put pucks in the net, but he's not going to put 40 in. Yeah. And, uh, like, Craig Smith, same thing. Trent Frederick, like – does what two goals, three goals a game, like a Ta- year? Toss Foligno up there. Oh God! Oh Jesus! Fre- Frederick had Frederick had eight goals this year in sixty games, eighteen points. So that ain't that ain't it. Ain't He's a third liner, and we drafted him the first round like a couple of years ago. Listen, I'll give Charlie Coyle Ben for the doubt. Guy's been a straight third liner since he's ever been on the Bruins. He hasn't played with like top talent, but. He very well could be a first line center next year, and he's gonna have to play with the top guys. I think he can produce. I mean, he better. He's getting paid six mil a year. He fucking yeah. hassle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he wasn't great this year, minus six, like on the ice. But he's he should be that guy where he could play two ways. I don't know. I I just he's I think he's a little overpaid. I he's just six six and a half or according to Don line. Sweeney, he can score at will. <laughs> With that fucking contract? We just don't have any centers. It's really sad. I'm looking here. Curtis Lazar, Craig Smith, Charlie Coyle. Then it's Patrice Bergeron, who's probably gone. Dude, what's the plan here, though? Because they even asked Don Sweeney, like, oh, what's your plan going forward with uh, firing Bruce Cassidy? He goes, uh, there really isn't a plan. Like, he literally (laughs) literally said it. Because, like, Vinny, Vinny said, like, what's that, Jay Leach guy? Like, he's he's next in line. Are you about to get interviewed or something like that? Dude. The guy never coached an NHL game in his entire life. Yeah. You know, Sweeney did say he was like, I don't care about experience uh, coaching. Experience so, fucking yeah. matters, dude. Yeah. Like, that's our problem, dude. This guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing, dude. He just fired Bruce Cassie to save his own ass. And now he's like, all right, I'm just going to throw things and hope it sticks. The, that's what, that's the what plan, he wanted to do. The plan really can't be, uh, we need, we're going to try to get Bergeron back and we're going to talk to Gragey. That literally cannot be. <laughs> The plan, dude. Like, what's uh, chase a 37-year-old and a 36-year-old that do, that didn't even want to play for you guys and just went overseas? Like, it's it's ridiculous. No plan. And we have no cap space, so it's not like we can even go out and sign anyone. Exactly. Like, you're signing. No first-round draft pick either. No draft pick. <laughs> yeah, you're sign, you sign, like, oh, free agency. You sign, like, Foligno. Uh, you go out and uh, – well, are you, I mean, Forber was all right. Like, he, he's okay. And I, it's just 
I just Josh Moore, Josh Brown. You go and trade for him. You didn't need another defenseman there either. Like it's just I don't know. Yeah, it's then, it's a it's crap. And shoot. to make matters worse, Charlie McAvoy's out six months with shoulder surgery. They kind of swept that under the rug too. Yeah, dude, and Grizz, they, they and, Grizz might, they and might Riley, be, they might be actually tanking right now. Yeah, let, and, let all let all their young guns, the young guns that are getting surgery, have them take off like half the year. Then get the dart and just go to the glory lands, dude. This is like, <laughs> it's like a, but it's a lottery though. Like you're not yeah, guaranteed. Not anything, not guaranteed anything. Yeah, unless you're in, Montre- in Montreal. Yeah, Montreal gets <laughs> gets handed first round picks. No but like they're what. trying, they're trying to bury Lizell too. Like I think they asked Sweeney about it, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we'll see." It's like, no, and it's not. Let's we'll see. It's let's see. Like honestly, dude, this that is kid's like a boss. He's nasty, dude. What's going on with the Bruins right now is like a nightmare that I can't wake up from. Like this is this is fucked. If they're gonna play any, young I would never guys, thought this would happen, dude. If they're gonna play any young guys that are in their in their farm system that they're they were questionable about, this upcoming year is the year to do it. Early on, get them out there, see what you have, Don Sweeney. You, no. you, you know why he's not gonna play in the NHL this year, Vinny? Because Don Sweeney doesn't know hockey <laughs> if it hit him in the fucking face. I know he played in the NHL and everything, but it doesn't mean you're a great hockey mind. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, can't now, pick his nose. now especially is not the time to be fighting your coach when there's like five or six other vacancies out there. Like, like everyone's looking for a head coach right now. And yeah. then you let go one of the better coaches in the league, like a Jack Adams winner. He's like, the best one out like, there. Like, what are we doing? You know, he's the second best behind um, fucking, what's his face? Trots? Yeah, Trots. Trotsy? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, yeah, you look at tenure, definitely Trotsy. But I mean... <laughs> He's one of the better coaches in the league, and you just let him go. He's gonna and, he's and, gonna go to like the stars. I'm I think he's gonna go to the stars, and they're gonna fucking go on a mat, good run again. Go on like maybe like a conference final run, and then we're gonna be all like just golfing. Like or they, like, or I like him Leach. in Ve- I like him in Vegas though. I think that team just needs a kick in the ass. And like Bruce is that guy who like make them play defense, grind it down, but they got all the high end talent. Oh yeah, wherever he goes, yeah. that team's gonna be successful no oh, matter yeah, what. Yeah. It's probably honestly the best thing going for Bruce Cassidy. It, right yeah, now. he's probably honestly. I know he's mad. Like yeah, he, he's I, upset. Apparently, he like like stomped out of there. Obviously, I would too because it makes no sense that he fired him. But like he's getting like it's best case scenario for him because like our team sucks. To be a fly on that wall. I know, dude. Oh. He, he must have called Don Sweeney some things that I like. I wish I heard. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the thing is to fire a coach over personnel and development. That's that's legit firing him because I or because the GM sucks at his job. Like that's literally why I got fired. He's pissed. I was coaching his kid in baseball two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> now he's got to pull him pull him out. He's in a good program. I but now who's next as head coach? Now you got you know Trotsy's out there. We're not, not getting him. No, yeah, Trotsy's yeah. the same thing as Cassie. Yeah, you yeah. go in there and tell Jake the Brussels to go shit in that yeah, hat. No, it's, yeah, you know what I mean? Thing. Like, it's who are we going to get? We're going to get a kindergarten teacher? You got, you got any, you know any kindergarten teachers at Norwell yeah, yeah, that's willing to coach and just coddle everyone? I got a couple guys that throw that name in the ring. All right, <laughs> there we go. Don Sweeney, you listening? We got, we, we, got some, we got some names for you. I have heard one rumbling that I personally think would be a good fit, but knowing Sweeney probably won't happen. It's Mark Savard, currently coaches in the OHL for the Windsor Spitfires. I would love to see that guy oh, come, yeah. come back to Boston Absolutely. and be behind the bench. Just, just the way he played the game, I can only imagine what he's like as a coach. He you knows he's high intensity, and he's just got a passion for the game. I think the players would really hear him out. He was a great leader. Fortunately, his career was cut short by a scumbag hit. Oh, Chris Kunitz. Yeah, yeah that was fun. <laughs> I think the fans would absolutely love that move. That's the only move I would be happy with. Only one. I, I don't see who else you're going to get. I like Marcel. Like, he was... 
played he played big for such a small guy like you said like high intensity high skill like he was clutch for the Bruins like when it came down to it I would love that absolutely yeah I mean I got nothing because like I haven't really been thinking about who's gonna be the next coach and I'm still I just still digesting the whole Bruce Cassie firing and how we extended Don Sweeney so I don't really, like, but I I think Mark Savard like fuck it, you know what, what I mean? Like, what do you think they uh, extend Sweeney for? I, I, like, I think it was like I think they said one or two years. Yeah, like, they they haven't hammered it out, but hey, if they say prove it one year, Sweeney, prove or, what? Like, well, I mean, yeah, pr- I mean, he really it's proved gotta, that he sucks. Yeah, it's got to be a uh, it can't be a long term, dude. It really can't because he didn't earn anything like that, dude. He what he go six? Yeah, six years. First six years. Absolutely tanked the Bruins. He took <laughs> over the Bruins after Shirelli won a Stanley Cup and had yeah, like he was the, handed the keys to the cast. Exactly, you know he got like, handed the keys to a fucking Ferrari and he like like beat it down and now it's a fucking like Honda Civic, like a three, like a, a nineteen go, like ninety nine Honda Civic. Here you yeah. go, Don. Three first round picks right in a row. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> oh, he fucked it up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, hold my bear real yeah. quick. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can't possibly fuck this up. Yeah, give me Shannon, DeBrusque, and Zaboro. Which Zaboro is good. I like him, but DeBrusque lose the number. You're not a complete. You're not a complete forward. You didn't deserve it. Zaboro, he's gonna be good. So, solid D man. Shannon, he's probably bagging groceries somewhere, throwing fucking a newspaper on my doorstep. <laughs> ah, let's go, dude. For like Don Sweeney, like as a guy with a Harvard degree. Like, what is that? Like, you know what I mean? You think you would hire someone with a Harvard degree and, like, we'd be, like, in a – maybe have a good window still. Yeah. This guy just, like, literally just, like – he just that's ruined only, our organization, dude. That's the only thing he's got going for him is that Harvard degree. He probably paid off some nerd to do all his, like, schoolwork. <laughs> he probably – that degree's probably yeah, fraud. He needed to play. He needed to play in the bean pot. Yeah. Probably didn't win that either. He's a fucking mush. <laughs> Health bomb. Yeah, hey, watch. He probably did win. I'm going to look like an idiot. Someone's going to look it up. Oh, Rob, uh, you're wrong. He, he, might, he won. Maybe, maybe. I'm going to look it up yeah. right now. Yeah, see, see, see if I'm. Yeah, I want to see if you're right. I'll right. laugh so hard if you didn't win one. I mean, the Bruins have been a contender for the last 20, 20 years or so. I mean, and, you know, it, all it took was, you know, six years for Don Sweeney to, you know, ruin all that. Yeah. All that was built up over the last Ru- two decades. Like, wasted Bergeron, race, oh, wasted Krejci. Pretty much waste of Osnock, too. Like, just the good core we have here. Like, sad to see. Like, it's all coming coming to fruition just as horrible uh, personnel decisions. Yeah, and you know how they always, like, show, like, GMs and, like, all of them, like, up in the press box, like, during the games? Never once saw Don Sweeney up there. Never. I saw, I'll give Neely the benefit of the doubt. I saw him up there, like, giving some fist yeah. pumps, like, here and there. He's just got to cut the shit and stop being buddy-buddy with Sweeney. I know they played together back in the day. And still, still chasing that cup yeah. from the nineties. Yeah. Like, dude, give it up. Like, this guy ain't it. Like, you don't go into business with your friends. That's that's the thing, and and that's what Neely's doing here. And he's got to he's got to figure yeah. Neely, like, he was a big part of that twenty eleven team, putting that team together. Big bad Bruins type of team, hitting people, grinding them down, getting dirty goals, and then they completely went the other way. I mean. I, it is getting a, becoming a different game now where it's like high fly running gun type of thing but yeah. they just they tried but they swung and missed like oh my god they were getting a they were expecting a fastball and got a 12 12 6 curve right down the middle and, and tore the ACL yeah, swing yeah fell on his ass <laughs> that's the thing too i feel like they changed their like 
um, style, like every year, they're like, all right, this year we're going to be running gun. We're going to get a bunch of like fast, like skilled guys. And then like all of a sudden they're like, oh no, no, we got to beef up and we got to play like gritty and like go back to that. It's like, well, like stick with something like, you yeah. know, like find an identity yeah, and no stick identity, with it. Yeah. Like when you're wishy-washy about it, you're going back and forth, like it's not going to work. Like you got to just stick to one style and then commit to it. Yeah. Let's take a grinder in the first round. Like, yeah. When you're yeah. trying to like, yeah. you know, assemble a team yeah. of all, of all skill and speed. Yeah. Like like the abs, yeah. But, abs uh, and like the lightning, like this, like literally the most perfect model teams right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might might take a page out of their books. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's blind. You can't see. But yeah, anything else you guys want to bitch about with the Bruins right now? I mean, oh, okay, I got one more. Like, it's gonna be uh, an unpopular opinion, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Bergeron, I love I love him. Don't get me wrong. Selkie went five-time Selkie winner, one of the greatest centers of all time. But the fact that he had something to do with the Bruce fire, the Bruce firing, the Bruce Cassie firing, he said he didn't, he wouldn't come back unless he was fired. Shows like kind of like is Bergeron kind of soft, dude. He he was saying that he was way too hard on the guys. That was that was a statement from yeah. from um, Bergeron, and that if that's true. I kind of lost a little respect from for Patrice Bergeron. Yeah, I mean, I also I also heard a couple things that like Cassie had had a big role in like the Char departure too and the Krejci departure. I heard like that he wasn't really like listening to either like the top like dogs like those two. I mean, Char should have had the go anyways. Yeah, no, I don't I, agree no, with the Krejci thing, but no, yeah, hundred percent. But like, you know, you never know. Like, yeah. like you've we've all heard stories about uh, Cassie being a prick. Yeah, but yeah. like. He was a good coach, though. That's the thing. Like he, he they, they, they made it to the playoffs six straight seasons, a Stanley Cup final too, lost in seven. I think it was an unwarranted firing. Like there was, if anything, Don Sweeney should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, I get mean, them all out of there. <laughs> yeah, at this point, just clean house. That that's what I was kind of hoping for, but they didn't. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you hear the stories and you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So I mean, we'll never know. I mean, I yeah the. There's a fine line of being being hard on the guys, being a tough coach, right? I mean, if he's like, just like calling guys out, like you're dog shit, you you're playing like dog shit, yeah. like you know, going down the line, Torts. Like, that, that, yeah, that's not like coming yeah, at people's sisters. Uh, or something, yeah, I mean, but. yeah, like like I don't agree with that approach, but I do agree with you know having constructive criticism and yeah. you know you know not being like you know a pushover and being a big old softy, but yeah, it, we'll never know. We'll never know what goes on behind those closed doors. We'll hear the stories. And you can choose the sides, but yeah, it's just it it you know it seems like the perfect storm, and it led to Bruce Cassidy being fired. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I've listened to his post games, Bruce, and he'll call like he'll yeah. only call the guys out if they they deserve it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like not I, unwarranted. There's, there's, yeah. I saw I forget what game it was, but Coyle like I I think I might have been watching the game with you, Bob. But Coyle like it was overtime. Coyle like. Handled the puck too much in our zone. Turned it over. Yeah, turned it over. Breakaway for the other team. They score. We lose in overtime. Cassie goes into the post game after he goes, "Oh yeah, tough loss. Well, uh, uh, Coil can't turn over the yeah. puck there. Like need to be better. Like saying so like that. Fair criticism. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. yeah, no, like it's not unwarranted. It's not like just out of nowhere criticism. Like I I don't know what he's like in the locker room, but. If he he must be saying the same thing post game that he that he's saying in the locker room like I, that's respectable I'm sure like you it know, can't be it, that bad yeah. dude I think that is over fucking that is, for some I reason, love his coach long. style I yeah. love it 
that's a t- he's the type of coach that you need. Him and Trotty like this, like the exact coaches right now that you need. Like they're stern and but yeah. fair. He's stern up, but he's fair. Up front with the. I doubt he's that bad yeah. in the locker room, dude. Right. He can't I mean, be. he. It seems like he's up front. He's honest with you. He doesn't beat around the bush. And like personally, I, I would love a coach like that. I exactly. wouldn't want someone yeah. like you know coddling me, being like. Oh no, it's all right. Like you just got to do this. Like no, I don't want to hear no. that. I want to hear like you suck today, and you got to like yeah. you got to do X, Y, and Z better. And I'm yeah. like, all right, now I know what I need to do. But you know, it, it's tough to tell. Is Bruce being too hard on the guys, or are the guys just soft? I think Honestly, I think they're just soft. I'm gonna lean towards that. Just how things are nowadays. People are notoriously just soft. Yeah, <laughs> participation that, trophies. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just just society. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this <laughs> Co- coach interview. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll hire you, but you can't tell Jakey to back check <laughs> or or play defense or he'll just check yeah. out. You gotta use your indoor voice yeah. in the locker. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> like it's like coaching like a youth team. Yeah, right. Like, like, like you like you become a coach of the youth team, they're like, Hey, yeah, so like little Billy doesn't like when you tell him the back like the, the back check and he doesn't back check and if you tell him he has to back check, he's he's probably gonna like sit out. I mean it's to like, a point though, like it's the head coach, it's their locker room, they should be able to run it however they want and really say whatever they want. I mean exactly. there are some things that might cross the line, but I didn't hear anything like that. So yeah. You know, it's a it's a sad sad. It's a time. job at the end of the day. You got to do your fucking yeah, job. Yeah, you got to do your job. You got to you know. And Bruce held himself accountable from what I saw. Yeah, he never really you know pointed fingers like Sweeney and Neely. Like oh, like yeah, yeah. He didn't come out and like slander him and smear him like Don Sweeney yeah. smeared him. Like yeah, in the press conference, he like uh, smeared him. If I was Cassidy in that room when he's getting fired. I would have let it fly, dude, on Sweeney. If I heard I was fired and told me, I would have been like, what about this? What about that? What about – I would have let it go. I would have been like, 2015, you didn't sign this guy, this guy, that guy. It's like, yeah, you know Sweeney what I mean? to me just seems like a little like kindergarten or something. Like when they get in trouble and they're like, all right, who was it? He's just like, it was Bruce. Bruce did it. It's his yeah. fault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> like, it's a silver spoon take from some Harvard. O- take some ownership. Silver spoon yeah, from no Harvard. Yeah, no accountability. That's the saddest thing. It's, it's brutal. All right, it's let's brutal. move on before I like fucking like break this mic in half. <laughs> Put the freak out. can go all day, but. I know, yeah. seriously. It's uh, probably the first time in my life watching the Bruins where I am just not confident at all heading into next season yeah. like every year i'm like you know we got a chance we got a chance to be contenders we got a chance to make a cup run i was never like oh this is our year but like yeah this year i'm like this is not our year <laughs> like, yeah, and it's I, not. I just don't see how it could be yeah if you guys want cheap season uh, uh cheap tickets buy them the first couple couple months because nobody will be oh, out there it'll be providence bruins <laughs> i've already seen like stories like lifetime season ticket holders just giving them up they're like oh. yeah i'm all set yeah like, you get them on the cheap like 10 bucks up pop yeah people are up in arms about this bruce oh, cassidy dude. firing like and I, it's i've never seen bruins fans this fired up in a long long time how about uh, Grizz and McAvoy sitting on the couch together? Oh, my God. That pissed me off. I love McAvoy, but it just shows that Grizz is, like, so comfortable. Like, he's going nowhere. Grizz is riding, uh, McAvoy's, riding uh, McAvoy's coattails his entire career. A couple from college B, yeah. until, the, until the pros. A couple BU boys sitting on the couch. It makes me I, it makes me mad that, like. I hate BU. Oh, uh, that. <laughs> that uh, yeah, I'm not a BU guy, but. Also, like, Grizz looks like sitting there, like, with the look on his face, like, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. dude, get, you, you shouldn't even be on the team. You're borderline an NHL guy, in my eyes. He's a fringe guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a black be, ace defenseman. Yeah, he's, he's a black ace. He could be on the Prodi Bruins. Like, he's not Should that be. great. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> Give Callahan an opportunity. Come on. Psst, dude, that, honestly, psst. 
he's a sturdy guy. Sturdy. He, he's a big kid. Definitely got a uh, head for the game. Grizz is scared to go in the corners yeah. in the playoffs. John Sweeney's still waiting for Grizz like the turn in the Tory Krug. <laughs> what, it's like, six buddy, years it's later? Been, yeah, it's been six years, buddy. Give it up. Jesus. <laughs> it's over. Still waiting for Trent paying? Frederick to be a first I wanna, <laughs> Yo, I want to know what they're paying Grizz compared to what they could have paid Krug. Krug got like six and a half. Where, where is That's this? not even that much. Yeah, dude. six and a half. Uh, all right, where's this goddamn contract? I'm looking for it. I, uh, <laughs> oh, we'll come back to that. I think he's going to pay like three. It's, it's definitely too much. Yeah, way too much. He's going to pay as much as Olmark, which is even more of a fucking... Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to find it on ESPN. Yeah, they know Don Sweeney on Matre, you can't find it anywhere. It's <laughs> confidential. He, he's like, oh, shit, the people are going to start looking at this. Yeah, it's, a clo- it's closed out. All right, why don't we get some updates on some teams who are actually still playing right now and not golfing. Um, so we have the conference finals going on. Uh, Western Conference Finals is actually already concluded. The Colorado Avalanche are advancing to their first Stanley Cup appearance since 2002 as they swept the Edmonton Oilers four games to none. Boys, what are our thoughts on this series? The Oilers came back down to earth like I thought. Mike Smith stinks. He stinks. Absolutely blew that series. <laughs> He's Absolutely blew that series. <laughs> uh woodcroft kind of got exposed i i thought he was gonna be like a, a surprising coach maybe like yeah. cinderella to the stanley cup final but he got exposed bednar just out coached him and it was clearly just all mcdavid and dry sidled like in evander kane until he just absolutely just threw himself out of the series like an idiot that's another thing but yeah Oilers came back down the earth and it's uh, honestly, it's kind of crazy that the Avalanche haven't been to like that was the first time they were in the conference final since like 2002. 2002, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy, since dude. The last time they're in the cup. Yeah, last time they won the cup. Yeah, so I didn't know that, dude. That was kind of uh, that was kind of uh, eye opening, yeah. but I mean, they've been in the mix for a while. They just can't get over the hump, and they finally have this year. Avs are a wagon. I'll give them it. They're nasty, but they've been breastfed a trip to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, they beat Nashville first round, who had. Backup and third string goalie, and right. that that wasn't much of a a matchup. Then they had St. Louis second round, definitely a tougher matchup. And then unfortunately for the Avs, um, they had a red hot Jordan Bennington get injured in the middle of that series. And then now they beat the Oilers with you know Leon Draisaitl was playing on one leg, and then forty two year old Mike Smith in between the pipes. I mean, I'm not impressed by their run, if you ask me. Um, but I mean, they got it done, and they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Snipsky, what do you think? Yeah, uh, bad matchup for the Oilers. Like they ran, they ran into the more high-powered offense. Like that, they they are too. The Oilers are a good offensive team, but this is a team that could really hang with them up and down the ice. Like it was like a basketball game. They were scoring back and forth. Like, uh, yeah, I agree, Coco. Definitely had a cupcake type of run. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not gonna pull that against them totally. Like they. They they've been killing it. Uh, every team, every series. Uh, that one goal they gave McCarr when what was it? Nikusin was offsides yeah. totally, and then you can just tell like the rest were on their side the whole time. But hey, that last game they played against the Oilers. The Oilers emptied the bucket. Did whatever they could. Uh, Drysaddle on one leg. He played. Dirty yeah, man, dude, he that had was like dis- addition four assists out. Oh my god, nasty! Like the Oilers didn't give up. They just when Evander Kane buried uh, Kadri from behind. That's kind of, and he got suspended. And 
That's kind of when you knew that's like, the they were, the yeah, they were, yeah. they were done. Like Vander Kane, big part of that first line with uh, McDavid, and I, uh, I mean, they threw Hyman or it was Drysaddle on there, but yeah. Friggin' Mike Smith, dude. He was falling on his ass. <laughs> like, terrible. oh, he's horrible. <laughs> like, I, honestly, kudos, kudos to Oilers for getting that far with that fossil and that. He, he just – they just scored enough yeah. goals to, like, cut, uh, compensate for having him in net. Like, he would give up these soft – like Comfer scored a goal on that breakaway oh, yeah. where Comfer where Comfer like scored, but he still hacking at Mike Smith. Like yo, that that definitely didn't go in. It wasn't a it wasn't a goal score shot at yeah. all. If if Mike uh, Smith returns to the Oilers, he said he's unsure about his future. I think he's off. Dude, if if, if, if Mike Smith, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, he should go to retirement home. If the Oilers decide to bring that dude back. If I was McDavid, I would just yeah, fucking no, leave. Right. I'd be like, dude, if that guy's our number one goalie, without Mike Smith, if they had any other goalie other than Mike Smith, or even Koskinen sucks too. Yeah, but no, but if bad. they got any... If, send Omar over. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but whatever. But yeah. <laughs> the, th- the thing is... Yeah, we shouldn't have to, but Don Sweeney probably would. But the thing is... Was I gonna? Oh, yeah, the goalie situation over in Oilers. I just had a little brain fart. But if like if they had like a competent goalie, like a goalie that actually could save pucks, the Oilers yeah. could have made that a fucking series. Yeah, because it was mostly yeah, it was mostly just Mike Smith. Like that game four, those goals he let up to like to keep the abs in the game were like abysmal, dude. Like, oh my god, like the McKinnon goal, like his glove was like at his like. At his hip, and just like, and he just like flicked it over him, and like top top oh, you're right. Talking about when uh, he flew up the right side, yeah, he went top right. Yeah, it was like uh, he, he didn't even make an attempt to save it, and then and then the Ranton um goal, five hole. Oh yeah, that was that awful. Was like dude, there was so many goals there. You just like you just like head scratches, dude. Like if if the Oilers bring them back, I th- I think McDavid should get the hell out of it. Like Mike Smith just looked too fast for him out there. Yeah, exactly. The game was too fast. Yeah, swinging his head. Like, you could tell he's trying to get – he's at the top of his crease trying to slide to post to post, and he's getting there late, like, looking around. Where's the puck? Where's the puck? Can't find it. You know, that's when you know that guys, he's he's toast. I mean, you you look at the Avs playoff run so far. They're 12-2 and through the first three series. I don't think they've lost on the road, which is the most – Colorado? Yeah, Yeah, which is the most impressive part. They haven't lost on the road, which – we haven't seen many teams been able to win on the road, so that is a little impressive. Maybe they're bet- Maybe they are just an absolute wagon, and and I'm wrong about them. But I think they've had a cupcake run to the finals. I think they're in for one, whether they get New York or Tampa. East is winning the Stanley Cup. Um, but it also helps that this Avs team has been getting away with absolute murder this entire postseason. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. This Avs team is one of, if not the most scumbag team. I've ever seen. But they're very good at doing it because they're subtle. You see scumbag behavior from almost every single player on this roster from top to bottom. A lot of it goes unnoticed. They're good at being subtle about the dirty things that they do. Starts with Nate McKinnon. This isn't the first time we've talked about him being a dirty player. Borderline slew foot on dry side who already oh, had a bum right, ankle yeah. coming into the series. And that kind of just you know really finished dry side. I mean... Gutsy performance from him for the rest of the series, and he finished with 32 points this postseason. One behind McDavid. That's absurd. Uh, but he was not the same for the rest of the series after that. That game four, 
he could barely stand up, dude. He was getting just like, like a little tap in the corner and was going down. Yeah, he And like got, had yeah. to use all his weight to get up. Like he was hurt. He's a big guy too. McKinnon leg checked Hyman, clear as day, knee on knee in game four too. Like that should have been something. Just gets overlooked. Then you got Kadri. He has a history of being a known scumbag. And maybe that was karma for him getting hurt. I don't know. Scumbag on scumbag crime there. Yeah. Landeskog hit to the head on Yamamoto. No call. He missed the entire series with a concussion after that. Um, and then just going into game four, Avs had 14 power plays in the series so far, and the Oilers had six. Uh, like, Yeah. It I sounds like there should have been more pen- definitely more penalties from what you've been talking you know, about. Yeah, I sure. mean, I watched these games pretty closely. And whatever, I picked the Oilers and... I, I really didn't expect them to win. I thought they were going to make it a series at least, but I don't know. And then there was a couple questionable goals in, in game four that led to that abs win. Mike Smith, I thought it looked like he was pushed in the net. Borderline high stick on uh, Lekkonen to win in OT in game four. I think the Oilers just got fucked from the beginning with having Mike Smith in net. Yeah. And then the calls yeah. not going their way. Yeah, I mean. Dreisaitl was a wounded duck out there. And then come to find out, Darnell Nurse played with a torn hip flexor the whole playoffs. I've had that injury, and that sucks. Yeah. I couldn't imagine playing with it. Skating torn. with that? <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah, I mean, if – I mean, like, with all those injuries just listed and all that stuff, it just it just came down to the goaltending, man. Like, it because, like, obviously offense wasn't a problem. They put up a lot of goals, and it was just keeping the puck out of that yeah, at, tip, the, at the end of the day. I'll like, tip my hat, too, to uh, Pavel Francois there. Oh, um, unreal. He played unreal in relief. I thought – I was like, oh, they might be in trouble. You know, Kemper has been a stud. Once he went down, I'm like, I don't know how much time this Fran- Francois guy's had. You know, he might get exposed. And then he comes back with a shutout in his first start. You know, his stats are nuts. He's This playoff, 6-0 with two, three goals against. He has like a 920 save And then he knows ridiculous. And then that fourth game, the friggin' broadcasters yeah. are like, yeah, you got to get him out of there. I'm yeah. like, what? Yo, it was Yo. talking. I'm like, Yo, he hasn't yeah. lost yet. Me and Bob are literally sitting on the couch watching and tacos. lunch. Every, like the first thing they say, I they're like, oh, they're like, they're like, they're like, they're like, talk, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, I think you take out Francois for camp. And me and Bob were just like, what? Yeah, what? And dude? everybody at the at the desk there would just look down and was like, like quiet. quiet. And then Anson Carter because you are right talk <laughs> no, <did he>? yeah. <laughs> not, not like that but he was just like uh yeah, yeah. 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 and sure? then it was just like wicked awkward silence for like five seconds like dead air and then like Wayne Gretzky just like the man he is the absolute Stalin he is you know he did not agree with him at all he goes yeah talk I I, I agree I, I think they should put in Kemper, you it's know, get, get, get him ready for game yeah. five in the next series. And then, and then it panned back over. And then after Gretzky said it, like everyone ran with it. They're like, like, they're like, oh, it was like Darren Pang. He was like, yeah, hey. I, I think you should take off Francois and put in Kemper, man. Like Kemper's the, he's the starting goalie. They signed him and everything. Kemper's and, 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 and you see like with any of the stats, with any said, the dude's 6-0 and in the playoffs yeah. with a two point whatever and a 940 save percentage. Why would you take him it out? Like, and he won you the game. Yeah, and it was after he let in, like, two goals. That too, wasn't his fault. Which one was, like, yeah. I think it was, like, the Nugent Juwan, Hopkins friggin' yeah. turnover. Yeah. That was a brutal turnover. None of the goals were his fault. And man. then McDavid it sniped was, on the power play. Yeah. <laughs> it was How a, was that his fault? It was a bad D-to-D pass to Taves. Yeah. And oh, and he bounced, bummed it. Yeah. And it bounced off, like, the boards weirdly. Yeah. And then they went on a breakaway and then scored. And then the other one was, uh, what was it, Valerie Nakushin, like, Try to pull up or is ran in at the blue line, try to pull up, take a shot, got buried, going back the other way, oil is four on two, yeah. one T. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, those aren't his fault. Like none of the yeah. like one goal maybe was yeah. like, all right, you should have saved that. But the rest of them were just like awful turnovers and transition. 
and just got sniped on by McDavid yeah. on the power play. I, that, I was shocked when but they said that. Biz, I'm like, what are these guys talking about? Dude, I spit like, all my beer when like, I heard you that. You got to get him out of there. I'm like, um, he hasn't lost, and they're up three games to none. Like, why are you panicking? Yeah, like, right. even if who, you lose this game, who cares? Like, honestly, Kemper has that eye issue or whatever. Dude, I don't even think you start him game one of the cup. I think you go Ride the hot hand. Francois. You Ride, have to. Yeah, Ride the hot hand. Six and oh, you're gonna sit this guy? You kidding me? No. I'm I'm telling him you're ready. He's not, he's questionable. We'll see. It, it should be Francois net until yeah. proven otherwise, until he gets yeah. like absolutely torched or something. But yeah. I can't see it, dude. He's looked sharp. Yeah, he has looked good. Yeah, no, I, I was with Biz. Biz said like Edmonton was up, right? Going into the third. Yeah, yeah. And then Biz goes, Yeah, you gotta go you gotta go uh get in get in this third period, score a couple goals, shut up this crowd. What did they do? They scored like twenty yeah. seconds Yeah, in the scored period. scored two goals, took the lead. And I was like, I'm riding the biz train, let's go. Yeah. Yo, fucking Mike Smith too. I'll touch touch on this guy because I love ripping on him. Dude, <laughs> every single time a puck went his way. He looked like he had an absolute seizure in the crease. Dude, like, dude, he'd like, the puck would come and be a missile, right? And he'd be like, oh, oh whatever, like, like fall down, like, like hands in his face and shit. Yeah. Dude, it was so bad to watch. I'm like, yo, this is like literally an elderly person. Dude, he like shit himself. In the crease. It was insane. Absolutely shit himself when you saw Makar come down on him every time. I'm pretty sure he sniped, what, Makar sniped on him, well, like, McKinnon. once or twice. Yeah, McKinnon, Makar, like, pick anyone. oh my yeah. God. You might as well have a pile on in that. His reactions were comedy too. They'd go and be like, Come on, like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yelling, like the ref or like the defense. It's like, buddy, you just got picked on. But dude. isn't like, it, how about you put your glove up? He's but fucking senile. <laughs> but yeah. isn't it fair to say that the Oilers really like if Jacob Markstrom could stop a beach ball, like he he like they would be oh. like the 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 Flames would have been there dude. if Markstrom wasn't uh, like trash in that. That like, pissed me off so bad. I was like watching that series and I'm like. How the fuck did Calgary lose this series? Uh, yeah, it's like, ridiculous. Four games to one. Like I know McDavid was playing out of his mind, dude. Thirty-three points that postseason, then Drysdale thirty-two. I mean, wow. Yeah, no more. That, that's why. ridiculous. But yeah, th- those games were electric too. I, I'm disappointed that only went four games. I would like to see a couple more. Yeah, there would have been one tonight, and yeah. we got to wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, first yeah. day and. Mo- over a month with no hockey. Yeah. Or- what, what, I got to watch basketball tonight? That's, no, that's a fucking watching, scam, dude. Yeah, there's no <laughs> way. Like, what, I got to watch basketball, baseball, like women's uh, softball. Dude. I mean, like women's softball is actually kind of electric, yeah, but I'm, I'd, ra- I'd rather watch hockey. <laughs> Pine Hills. <laughs> dog days. The dog days of summer are brutal, dude. When like yeah. all that's on is just baseball. Like, yeah. And there's just like day games. You're like, you're sitting on your couch like, am I really watching this shit? <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're at the point where like any show network just is just run like yes. just reruns of like old games yeah. and stuff. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you can only watch Yo, so many hours of the same shit yeah. on NHL Network. Yeah, it's it funny. Now we're talking about NHL Network. We're me and Bar were watching all like 985, just like watching them rip on Sweeney yesterday. Oh, dude, it was, and then it was I, sick. Then I go, then I go, Bar watch, uh, throw on NHL Network. They'll be like, oh, great decision by the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be like, not saying anything. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Sweeney. Hell of, a, hell of a move yeah it was one of those things where i was wa- i was watching the 985 show and they're ripping on sweeney and every single time i saw like a picture of sweeney or they had a, like a good take or something that i agreed with i got up and they like, got fired up you know like when you like yeah. when you when you see something on tv and you just get fired up it was like someone every time someone like bruin scored a goal i'd get up and just walk around the apartment <laughs> like i'd start saddle boxing i'm like fucking sweet i'm like fucking sweeney you know what i mean like yeah then uh, i printed out like a picture of don sweeney's face and put it on our dartboard and then yeah. we started throwing them at it i was hitting the forehead first three. one right in the eye <laughs> yeah right <laughs> 
It's ridiculous. Hey, if dude. anybody's got anybody listens, got a chance, go listen to his uh, his his press conference with firing Cassie. Absolute comedy clown show by him. Great, well, great way to put it. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of clowns, those clowns in Colorado touched the Campbell Trophy. Too, I know, which, dude. Which is bad yeah, it luck. Was, uh, it was Landy, no right? Landy touched it, and, and then McKinnon. McKinnon came around like a creep, <laughs> right behind it, like not even with the boys. He's just like, like this. It's like, dude, yeah, I'm what gonna are fucking you doing? touch it. Yeah, it's like and I mean, he, I guess what did the Lightning were the first ones to touch it or something? Well, I mean, the Lightning can do whatever the they fuck they care. want. They won. Yeah. They win every year, so it doesn't matter, but. Dude, they can like they can like fucking like piss on it, and it, and then it still probably have a good chance of winning the Stanley Cup. McKinnon just looks like an absolute prick. Just like yeah, he, dude, he does, dude. Thoughts? I, I, I personally, like, hey, no smiling. No yeah, smiling. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a hardo. I mean, personally, I I like McKinnon as a player. I like the way he plays. I think he's Great, he's yeah. super dynamic and like whatever. I just love the way he plays. But like, he's he, a bulldog. He, he is a fucking hardo. Yeah, he was just like no smiling. And like, like everyone on his team like looks at him like what? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like something about that Colorado team there's Yeah. Like, oh, they're up. so they're so deep though. They they're, are like that. Like you have to respect and, yeah. it how good they are, but yeah. I just hate it when they're winning. I hate it. They play like scumbags. Just scumbag behavior from top to bottom. The only person that doesn't play like a scumbag. But I mean it works. So Yeah, it does work. But the thing is the only person that doesn't play like a scumbag like that, and he's a future Con Smythe winner if the if the abs win it, is Kale McCarr. Yeah. That kid is an absolute stand yeah. he's a stand up guy. Nasty oh, yeah. at hockey, generational talent, and if if the abs do pull it off, he's gonna be a con smite. Oh player. yeah, he's a shoe in. Always, always shoe makes win. the right play. He had like two yeah. or three. I think he had two goals, maybe three goals, and like seven assists against the Oilers. Nasty yeah. in four games, dude. As a defenseman, yeah, don't forget. Yeah, as a defenseman in the in Colorado, absolutely like fleece the Ottawa Senators one year and traded like a bunch of a bunch of their like old players to them. For a couple, for their first round pick, and then ended up with Kale McCarr oh at like three, God. and they were already a playoff team. Like Joe Sackick, hats off. You want to come GM for the Bruins? How are you? <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. He, he won't touch us with ten foot. He ain't never leaving yeah, Colorado. Yeah. No facts, facts. I know. I'm just a shot. throwing well, yeah, shit I against mean, the wall. Talk about a team who's doing things right. Mm. All right, why don't we end the Eastern Conference Finals? So after being down 2-0 in the series, the Tampa Bay Lightning have now won back-to-back games at home to tie the Eastern Conference Finals up at two games apiece, heading back to New York for Game 5. Finally, a good series. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, a, you know, a dramatic series that we're going to get to watch out to the one, end. I guess, right? What's your boys' thoughts on this series so far? Yeah, so I, everyone, I think everyone knew that the Lightning were going to make this a series, especially come back at home. What I'm taking away from this, though, is that the reason why the Lightning got torched in the first two games is because they couldn't stay out of the box. Mm. They, were, they were taking too many penalties, and that's where the Rangers excel. They take advantage of you um, on their power play. Yeah, the power play is fucking nasty. Banjo. Banjo oh. with the rip, and then Kreider, <laughs> which is in front, tipping everything. Um, and then you got Foxy and Panarin, too. Yeah, like, dude, don't, yeah It's like, fucking insane. Like, decent, decent power play. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then when, the, um, when they went on the road to Tampa... Tampa just played lockdown, like just like no penalties, especially last night. They only had one penalty. The only time like, I'm saying that the reason why I'm saying this is because the Rangers only goal was on a power play yeah, it was at like the late end, in the game late too, in the game. Yeah. So like they didn't take any penalties for those like past two, maybe like took a couple penalties in game three, but Vasilevsky came alive, finally became Vasilevsky. Everyone, uh, honestly, it's just like, it's kind of like a crazy series. And like, it's like the battle of like those two Russian goalies. I literally is it's unbelievable because you got Shesterkin at home playing unbelievable the first two games at home, 
played unbelievable in game three, but got outdueled by Vasilevsky and just got outdueled again. Like, Chelsea's not even playing bad. It's just like, yeah. it's just bad team defense by the Rangers. The Rangers just have those games, like, they lose it, like, game three, game four. They kind of shy away from their games and stuff like that. But, Jogalon's going to write this ship. Yeah. I think it's 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 going to be really close. He's going to be six or seven. I mean, Andrew Kopp said it. This is the best position that they've been in in any series through four games. They're down 3-1 to um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then they were down 3-2 to... Um, yep. Canes. Yeah, yeah, Canes. So, 2-2, two, two, it's like not bad, right? Yeah, Going yeah. back home. Best of three. To, to MSG where they're 8-1 and one at home in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah, to touch on what you said, I, I think they might have played better when they were down. Like the Rangers... Uh, like they were down every series and they battled back. But I think this is just a different animal. Tampa, I think they were kind of filling out the Rangers' first couple games, figured them out a little bit, like knew they had to stay off the stay out of the box. Uh, the the Lightning, it's just kind of classic. They like figured them out, I think, to tell you the truth. I have the Lightning winning, but I just think the – the Rangers might just be a little over their heads at this point. Uh, like the, you got Kucherov starting to get hot. You got Stamco scoring goals, and Vasilevsky played on his head last night. I just once this team starts to lock it down and they start to figure figure you out like the Lightning, uh, it's going to be tough to beat. I like I said I said last pod like once Kucherov he might be the key to this series. Once he gets hot you can't stop him. He has like 142 uh, yeah. like or even more points in his in the playoffs in his career. Like these guys come to play. They're game breakers. This three guy like if you take Kucherov put him on the Rangers best player on the team. Same with Stamkos, Hedman. Those guys are studs, man. You can never cut the uh, count them out. Don't don't poke the lightning, man. The Kucherov no look pass the win to Pelot was disgusting. Oh yeah, right in the slot. Oh my one, god, one dude. toucher. That was so sexy. Like I like when I saw the replay because at first I thought it was like because I I only saw like Pelot like live like not like tapping it in or whatever hitting it in, and I was like oh maybe that just like was like a pinball pinball like shot or whatever. I mean, pinballed off someone skating and it, like went to him he scored. I see the replay. I'm like Jesus. Like Kucherov dude. Like like Vinny said he's he's. Literally the catalyst of the series. If he isn't producing, the Lightning don't have a chance. Yeah, he's the best player on the team, man. I yeah. think other than Vasilevsky and Nut, kid's a problem. Yeah, I mean you just you just can't count out the back to back champs. I mean they finally lost a uh, consecutive game. Uh, they were seventeen zero coming off a loss. They finally lost going down two zero in the series. I think those Rangers fans got a little too excited when they were up two zero. I mean. It, to me, it seemed like they looked like they already had a trip to the Cub locked up. But, man, I was like, they're going to regret this. dude. You, you can't sleep on the Lightning. And you'd have to have been a fool to think that the Lightning were out of this series after I, going down 2 nothing. I have like, They weren't going to go down easy. I have a prediction. I think it's Tampa and 6 after what I saw last game. I mean, they, they gave the Rangers nothing. Yeah, you, you can't forget about some of the guys yeah. in that team, man. Those those born winners, Kucherov, Stamkos, Vassy, even Patty Maroon, the big rig. He's back-to-back-to-back yeah. to back to champion. Scored I last mean, night. That guy just simply doesn't lose. He's won 14 straight playoff series. Ridiculous. Um, I think the nine-day layoff for the Bolts definitely didn't help them out starting out this series. Um, I think that's kind of why they went down 0-2. But, I mean, now you've awoken a sleeping giant, and mm. the Rangers are in for one. You know, I, I said it. Don't poke the bear. Be careful what you wish for, Rangers fans. Lightning back to that form, you know, once again. Um, and you can see the sense of urgency that they're playing with, especially at home the past two games. 
And they were led by who else? Mr. Playoff, Nikita Kucherov. Yep. Snipsky, you called it. He was going to be the X factor in the series. And once he his game, you know, once he elevated his game, yep. I, I think it's all over for the Rangers if, if he's going to keep playing like that. Yeah, like that pass. If I was talking about that pass to Palat, that was, oh my god, that was sex. And it's like <laughs> fucking chemis- the chemistry yeah. they had together. Palat's a big. Big he's, part of that he's clutch. Team. He's clutch. He, he's a big playoff guy. Shows up all the time, no matter what. They don't even have Braden Point. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And he, Jeez. if he comes back for the playoffs against the Avs, oh my God, that series is gonna be so nasty. Oh, no, don't get ahead of ourselves here. It's two games to two. I mean, they're gonna have to do what many teams in this postseason have not been able to do, and that's win on the road. Rangers have been nearly unstoppable at home. I said it. They're eight and one at Madison Square Garden in this playoffs. Yeah. It's gonna be tough. It's yeah. definitely gonna be tough, but I believe the Bolts can get it done. I think the Rags are in trouble right now. Mm-hmm. Tampa has all the momentum. Mm-hmm. Vassy looks locked in once again, and you know, once he's locked in, you know, keep the puck if you get one by him. Rags are also banged up. They lost some key pieces last game. Ryan Strom tried to go. He couldn't. And then uh, their young stud there, uh, Philip Heidel, he left last game upper body injury after taking a hit from Hedman. And he's been playing real well. And he's, yeah, I think he's got like seven or eight goals this postseason. He's been big time for them. So, I mean, if those guys aren't going to suit up in game five, those are tough guys to replace. I, I don't think it's going to be an easy task by any means. But I like my original prediction, Bolts and six. They're going to have to steal one in MSG, you know, in game five or, or seven. Igor in the garden's been a beast. It's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a game regardless on Thursday night, and I'm really looking forward to it. I uh, saw this the save on – I was watching the replay today in the Lightning game. Save Vazzy made, it was tipped. And it went – and he went in his butterfly. Oh, yeah. And then he kicked Just, it. Went, he Full extension. It's kicked. Uh, like somebody tipped it and then – it's going to go in the net, and he kicks it to himself full extension and covers the puck. And I yeah. saw that. I was like, are you shitting me? <laughs> Rebound control like you read about, dude. You, just like, reflexes you, like a cat. That dude like Big cat, refuses Vassie. to lose. Yeah, Andre Vassal. You, you see it in his eyes, dude. Once you see those eyes, you're like, uh-oh. Like, he's, plus, he's counting cards yeah, out there. Plus, <laughs> plus, he's out there looking across the ice like, I'm the better Russian. Like, you know what I mean? Those guys have – those Russians, they respect each other to a certain extent, but they're mad competitive. Yeah, dude. Rangers fans got way too ahead of themselves. They're yeah. like, Igor is the better Russian goalie. I'm like, be careful what you Don't let Andre hear that one. Be careful what you say about Vassy, dude. He's – All-time he's great. Goat, playoff goat. We've been talking about him. He's He's on his game. And it's scary when he when he's that good. He's a robot when so, he's on, when he's on. But yeah, when I saw he he saved that tip, like yeah. when when you're saving shots like that that are like out of your control, being tipped last second, and then not even end up a rebound for it. It's he's like seeing that in slow Jesus, motion. Dude. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that's that's something's scary, just man. going to that guy's head. I, I'm like, I, I'm honestly kind of convinced he might be a robot because because be. last night he like his strap or I guess his strap came off his fucking. <laughs> Off his um pad, and he went over to the um to the bench, and he was like, whatever, stuck stuck his um stuck his uh leggings into the bench, and then like a Kobe Manger was working on it. Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he might be battery driven, <laughs> and, and, and it's in the back of his leg. He's low on batteries, yeah, or whatever. He's just low on batteries. His, his batteries are low, and they're like, they're, and they're looking around just. Putting double A's in him. In the bad. He's got like WD forty. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. loosening up. He's, he's like, I'm squeaking. Yeah. I'm squeaking. Yeah. Nah, he's running on something high. It's in a Gatorade than t- bottle. And yeah. they're like, 
He's running on something higher than what triple A's you said or double A's. Double he's got to he's got to be running on something higher than that. He, he's a standard yeah. robot, double A's. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what it is, Adderall. That's yeah, why he's locked yeah, in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he he's got a another Russian rat pissing in a cup for him, so he's getting <laughs> caught. <laughs> I think it's allowed in the NHL. What Adderall? I think so. Yeah. Ooh, yo, everybody take Adderall then. That'll help. There's there's a former player. I read an article a few years ago. Um, Blanking on who it was, he was like defenseman. He came out and basically said like um, he like abused Adderall in his uh, playing days, and then he like found himself like locked in a closet, like gun in his mouth because like yeah. he just like you know a substance abuse and was just like going through withdrawals and shit. Jesus, but yeah, I, th- I think unless yeah, they're just passing drug tests somehow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't. John know Cooper's pissing in it for him. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Coop's like, yeah, I got you. Hold yeah. up. Yeah, that, now that's a player Wh- coach. Whips it out. That's yeah. a player coach. If I ever heard that's one, that's the coach yeah, the Bruins yeah, needs. Exactly. Someone's willing to piss in a cup for one of his players. Absolutely. Like, pass a drug test. Absolutely. And you said you said uh, Coop was a lawyer too, so he's bailing them out of jail and shit. He's oh, yeah. like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, Don't he worry. Said, he's like, there's a loophole in the contract. He's like, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I, yeah, I already reviewed it. We covered that don't he worry. writes the contract <laughs> yeah. yeah so no one gets fucked over <laughs> all right i think it's time for one of our final segments today and that's bob's fun fact of the day so bob why don't you take us away all right so the netherlands is so safe it imports criminals to fill their jails the netherlands has enjoyed a steady drop in crime since 2004 and has become so safe that it's closed down one jail after another. 23 prisons shut, shut down their doors since 2014. To help mitigate the job losses that this has created, the country has taken to importing prisoners from other countries, bringing 242 inmates from Norway in 2015. Isn't that insane? Well, Imagine being so safe of a country that you have no crime and you have to shut down <laughs> prisons and people are losing jobs. OCs, or C, I mean, COs yeah, are losing yeah. jobs. Well, that makes the U.S. look like dog shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But the thing is, dude, like, I get, like, you're trying to get more jobs and importing, like, inmates. But, like, that is fucking crazy. Why are you bringing in bad people? Like, what, like, what, what <laughs> dude, like, countries. It's like what Australia did. Yeah, like, it's, it's like if, let's just say, like, what, how's this work? So, let's just say you, you get, like, brought from, like, Norway to... To, to the Netherlands and like your your time's up what do you just like you get sent back to Norway like right there like, they put you on a plane like over like that makes like that's so crazy to me like that they even like allow that Is, isn't it like basically no laws out there isn't like prostitution legal and like every sort of drug is yeah, legal and, out and, there? And I know Japan is it's legal for trip to Norway <laughs> and there's probably no speed oh, no, I thought too. it was Netherlands I'm in Netherlands yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Norway right, no they're importing prisoners yeah. from yeah. Norway over in Europe there's probably like no speed limits either like, yeah, the Autobahn. Over yeah, in there's, Germany. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no speed limits. I I don't know what it's like. I've never been out there, but people must be like like smarter or something where they're not like yeah. I, I've never like really known Being anything dumb. about Netherlands. All I know is that like they're nasty at soccer. I, I remember I used to like yeah, be nice. I used to love yeah, them yeah, for uh, so I remember one year they had Dutch. a nasty World Cup team and every, like they were like Cinderella and they almost won or something like that. That was they're nasty. always pretty good at soccer, yeah. They wear the orange. Yeah, that's what no, that's yeah. all I like to do because the jerseys are sick. I mean, that makes sense all if, like, everything's legal out there. Prostitution, everyone's getting laid. Everyone's just doing drugs and, like... Everyone's you know, just so mellow. What are you going to get locked up for? Yeah, yeah you know, right. everyone's just, like, having a good yeah, time. Yeah, maybe if you, like, <laughs> fucking kill somebody, yeah, that'd probably end up in jail, right? You're like, nah, you're good. Just slap on the wrist. Yeah. Like, uh, Vinny, I... Don't I, kill somebody again. Sir, Vinny, service. I think murder's still illegal in the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go on well, a limb. Like, maybe, maybe. 
Like, nah, slap on the wrist, couple hours community service, you're all set. I, I, like, imagine someone like just don't do it again. Someone's about to commit a crime and they smoke a little weed and a little post nut clarity and they're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm just gonna stay in the night. Yeah, I'm a little tired. Mind. I'm yeah. a little tired. I'm just gonna, I mean, I'm gonna eat a bag of chips and go to bed. Wait, I get, wait, I can order a hookah to my house and I can take mad ecstasy and smoke mad weed and shrooms. All right, I'm I'm, I'm good. Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll rob that bank tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Count me in on that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's my fun fact. Uh, I thought it was a little interesting. Oh, uh, and uh, so put it on the bucket to, list, Netherlands. Back, <laughs> yeah, back to uh, I got the Grizzly info. Uh, three, <laughs> three, 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 three point six million a year. Oh, he's, more than I thought. Yeah, he's he's on. He's definitely half of what you probably would have got crew for, which is a crime, but no excuse. Yeah, that's criminal. All right. As always, we'd like to thank our producer, Hedgebear Industries. They continue to revolutionize the sports betting industry. So if you haven't already, be sure to check them out over at www.hedgebetter.com. That's www.hedgebetter.com. Also being promoted by Hedgebetter is the Kings of Combat boxing event on July 16th at Dorothy Gym in Braintree, Mass. Exhibition fights start at 1 p.m., Local guy from Braintree, Bobby Lights Out Lang, the rough and rowdy champion, is going to be headlining the exhibition fights, his first ever fight in his hometown. So be sure to get your tickets now over at www.kingsofcombat.com. Following the exhibition fights will be pro fights um, starting at 7 p.m. So get your tickets now. They're selling out quick. This is going to be an event you don't want to miss. We got a couple of our buddies boxing in it too, a couple amateurs. Uh, about to get the get shit knocked out. Showtime, Craig. Oh, Let's go, awesome. Craig. Craig. Oh, I thought we were sponsoring. Yeah, the we're sponsoring the other guy. <laughs> no, go other guy. Right. Fuck. But yeah, this is event. Be sure that you don't. You know, this event for sure you don't want to miss. Kings of Combat. It's the first ever one. It's like rough and rowdy on steroids. You don't want to miss it. July sixteenth. Clear your schedules. We'll see you there. Protect your neck, Craig. All right, I think that just about wraps it up. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the High Slot Podcast. Be sure to go check us out over on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at High Slot Podcast for more daily hockey content. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Thank you. See ya. Thank you.